The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. If you could learn more about spirituality and how it can work in your favor, would you be intrigued? Of course you would. It's time to get real. This is Get Real Radio with your host, James Robinson. In our show, we'll interview fascinating guests with the intent of bringing you closer to who you really want to be. Get ready for some of the most profound radio on any airwaves today. Now, here is James Robinson. Welcome, everyone, to Get Real Radio. I'm your host, James Robinson, and today we've got a fascinating guest who's a Actually, an acquaintance and friend of mine who I've known for several years. His name is Ray Rolando. And Ray is a highly regarded spiritual advisor and teacher. And he's been a guest on uh, numerous talk shows. And his writing has been published in various publications. He has several professional certifications, both as an energy healing practitioner and teacher as well as in the field of neuro-linguistic programming, which is a very hot and coming uh, wellness and healing modality. He advises clients and co-facilitates their personal journey, and he becomes a witness to their powerful and oftentimes life-changing transformations. He's regarded as a clear channel for divine guidance, which enables him to move energy and open hearts. He is sought after for his gifts of intuition, mystical insight, and depth of esoteric understanding. He's assisted thousands of people all over the world with his abilities to see the unseen, bringing light, laughter, and positive shift for all whom he serves. He's been working with energy his whole life, and he learned early on that he was very intuitive and somehow knew and heard things. While it took some time to understand and hone his gifts, he eventually learned he was blessed with the gifts of clear audience and clear cognizance, and regularly being able to hear and know and understand things for and about people, situation, and events, past, present, and future. He uses these gifts to be of service to humanity. And he draws upon his extraordinary life experiences, some incredible and others incredibly challenging. And he's learned to find the silver lining in everything. Doing so has helped him to find great compassion and unconditional love for everyone he meets. Moved by an unyielding desire to utilize his experiences as a service to humanity, Ray has dedicated his life to inspiring others to heal, expand, and shift their perspectives for positive growth. He does this by reading and moving energy to reflect the individuals, the extreme love that they are and hold. Well, welcome, Ray. Thanks, James. Great to be here. I appreciate the opportunity to talk with you today. Well, it's good to have you on the show. I know we've been trying to get you on here for some time, and I wanted to let our listeners know that Ray has a wide range of services that he offers. But let's start at the beginning. Ray, when did you discover that you had special gifts? 
Uh, well, that's, uh, that's a loaded question, I guess, on some level, because I feel like everyone does. Mine just happened to be in, the, in a field that maybe not everybody has tapped into yet. But um, I guess I knew early on, probably six, seven, eight years old, that there was something beyond this world that we call reality. Um, I had some interesting experiences with, uh, with energy and knowing things before they happened. One particular event, um, probably around the age of 12, kind of had me shut it down for a while because of the way that um, people reacted to a situation that I saw unfold about a year before it happened. And so the way the information was received on the other end, I chose to shut it down for a while and um, didn't really understand that it could be utilized for service. Um, when I had that experience. So it wasn't about until, I'd say, the age of 28, my late 20s and into my early 30s, that I started to really understand how to utilize those gifts to serve other people. And that was, was probably about eight, eight to ten years ago now. So what are you doing now? That's a good question. Um, so... I, uh, I recently left a 16-year career working in uh, Fortune 500 corporate America. Uh, I worked in IT um, for my entire career, and I worked for a public utility, actually, in New York. And while I worked there, I watched my own growth by watching other people, learning from other people, and then decided, since I had this side business for eight years, uh, serving others, that it was time to kind of go into this full-time. Um, and so what I've been doing lately, I've been doing a lot of coaching, one-on-one -on -one coaching. I built a, a membership website where um, it's called uh, rayrolando.com where you can actually see uh, channels from the Ascended Masters and channeling from the Archangels. And, um, and my wife and I, uh, her name is Colby, she actually just um, became my business partner about two years ago, and uh, we just went on an endeavor to purchase um, uh, a biophoton or bioenergetics machine that, uh, that can help people transform physical ailments and uh, heal from them. So it's so kind of a jack-of-all-trades thing going on right now, but um, a, lot of, a lot of fun stuff and a lot of connecting, a lot of helping people. When did you know that you weren't cut out for the corporate world. <laughs> the moment I stepped into it. <laughs> ah. um, I, I, pro I probably knew, I probably knew um, in college that I wasn't cut out for it. Um, but I really didn't learn how to empower myself and to really learn how to speak my truth from my own heart. Um, not only to myself, but to the people around me that love me, um, to say that it wasn't for me because it's just what you did. You, you know, you went to school in my generation. I, I was born in the late 70s, mid to late 70s. I grew up as an 80s kid, uh, seemingly typical. Um, and, you know, you go to college, you get the degree, and you work for the man. That's what I was taught. Either that or you become an entrepreneur in that environment. And um, I didn't really give myself enough space to explore who I really was until, you know, just a few years ago. So I knew from day one. But I also knew somewhere inside me, I guess, that I, I absolutely had to do it. I had to go there. I had to be there for a period of time. 
and with um, some great guidance from some people that I have come to really love and trust, I stayed there as long as I needed to. And then uh, over the past year or so, I knew it was coming. And um, my last day was actually June 1st. So I'm not too far out from that, uh, that career. So how did you decide to leave the corporate world to get into more to healing and channeling and, and helping other people? Um, yeah, that's a great question, too. I, you know, part of it is um, intuitive guidance, but part of it was also, um, I'd say, James, over the last two years, the, the coaching business for me um, really, really started to grow, and it was being reflected back to me by clients that I really should only have one career because they felt that it was helping them so much and there were so many people they felt that they could reach out to and let them know that I was there that um, I'd be supported if I stepped away. That, and um, I had a chance encounter with um, a pretty well-respected master teacher by the name of Derek O'Neill back in March, and he really helped to reflect to me that I was, I was ready for this. And so with the, uh, the kind of heart-forward approach, I took that leap. So how has your life changed now that you're a mystic and channeler and, and healer and all that good, good phys- uh, spiritual endeavors? You know... Um, perspective has shifted a bit. I'm, I'm very, very grateful that I gave myself the opportunity to step away and really take a look from a higher perspective. Um, I'll steal a, um, I'll steal a phrase from somebody that I recently heard to take a helicopter view of my own life and, and do what it is that I wanted, knowing that if it doesn't work out the way that my heart tells me, at least my heart got me to, to kind of move. So I can't say that the whole world has changed as much as my perspective has changed, which has changed my whole world. So I gave myself enough of my own, I guess, medicine and love to say I need to do this no matter the outcome, and I trust that it's all going to work out because I've been well-equipped. And I guess the one thing that has, has changed is that I've gotten a lot of support, a lot of support, and I, I, didn't, I didn't know if that support would be there, but um, family, friends, uh, clients, um, and uh, people that I love and trust really, really have come through for me, and I, and I really have uh, appreciated that. And a lot of people have started showing up. So I guess you could say that that's, uh, that's changed too, which has been phenomenal. Well, that's the, what they call the proof is in the taste of the pudding. Uh, when people start showing up, it must mean that you're doing something right. Explain to us what neuro-linguistic programming is and how do you use it? Okay. So um, I think the, the best explanation I can probably give is that, you know, so often we get caught up in life and, and it's so easy to react to things the way that we've been socialized or learned to do so. And it just becomes second nature. And we often forget that we have a choice in between an event occurring and our reaction to it, that perhaps on the breath, we could see it from a different perspective and change the outcome if we chose to. And neurolinguistic programming, or NLP, 
is really great for helping people change their state of being. So if they're in one pattern or one state of being and they'd like to be in another, it helps to bring the unconscious programming to the conscious mind to help the individual see where they're getting themselves caught up so that they can stop it and move forward. That's probably the best way I can describe it. Okay, so how would that help some, you know, if somebody comes into you and they're having trouble at work or they're not uh, experiencing a happy life, how does neuro-linguistic programming change that? Oh, that's a great question. Also, um, in, in your example, I, the first thing that I would do is probably a technique called chunking down. I would ask a series of questions to try to help the individual get to the root cause of what it is that's really not sitting well with them or not aligned with them. Because oftentimes we think it's one thing when in fact it's something else. And our words, our body language, and our unconscious thoughts have a way of all coming together uh, when dialogue begins in this kind of format to really point at the root cause which is one of the things I think you mentioned, um, seeing the unseen. So one of the things that I do is I utilize intuition to actually help me when I'm doing NLP to know which direction to go with somebody to help them get to the root cause faster. So it's kind of like, and I think the name of the course that I took actually and certified in is called NLP and Beyond, where the beyond part is the energy, the intuition, the knowing what's right to help guide a client in the right direction. So that individual, usually it's not the outer world that's bothering them. It's something inside them that's being reflected by the outer world that they need to take a look at, and I help them do that. Wow, that sounds like a very rewarding uh, field to be in. Do you get to see people change in front of your eyes? All the time. All the time. I mean... I don't even know how to, uh, to put that in one sentence, but uh, my greatest gift in this field is watching people transform. I get to be the proverbial fly on the wall and watch people's transformations, and it really is something else. Fantastic. Well, tell us about this new field that you've just gotten into, bioenergetics really interesting and incredible work, and it really complements the other work that my, my wife Colby and I do. Um, biophoton technology was discovered, um, I want to say, in the 50s or 60s, and um, by a guy by the name of Pop Fritz. And what Pop Fritz found was that his, his innate wisdom guided him in science, as a scientist, to determine that the human body is made up, obviously, of cells, but the cells are made up of energy, and they're made up of light, and there is coherent light and chaotic light, and when there is chaotic light in the cells, it causes, obviously, chaos, which can lead to dis-ease or disease, and what Johann Boswinkel found, who is the guy that followed up on Pop Fritz's original uh, studies, Johann Boswinkel did about 25 to 30 years worth of study as a biophysicist with the meridians in the body. And what he found was if he could measure 
the frequency of chaos in the meridians on all the acupuncture and acupressure points that he could then find the anti-frequency and neutralize, just like noise-canceling headphones. Most people think they block sound out. They don't. They invite sound in, find the frequency of disturbance, neutralize it with its opposite, and bring it to zero. And that's what this new machine that we purchased is. It's called the Shirin, and it actually neutralizes disturbances in the meridians by utilizing an individual's own light, filtering it, amplifying it, and sending it back to them. It's absolutely incredible. And it works for everyone that we've treated thus far, and it has worked for my wife and I upon our first treatments as well. So it's pretty incredible stuff. Well, what kind of illnesses or diseases does it work on? Pretty much everything. I have not yet come across something that this machine cannot assist and oftentimes neutralize. And I call it a machine lovingly. It really isn't. It's an instrument. It's an instrument utilized by the individual, not even the practitioner, by the individual who's willing to come forward and try something diagnostic like this that I think, I I do believe that general Western medicine is catching up, but it's sort of an alternative approach in the way that it's... um, and brought forward, but I really believe that um, you've seen things like Lyme's disease, MS, cancer, leukemia, rheumatoid arthritis, um, chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, uh, chronic pain in the joints that hasn't been necessarily identified by Western medicine, the common cold. All of these things have been treated with this instrument successfully, just to name a few. Can you treat people uh, remotely, or do they have to be uh, near the machine? Um, That that really depends. The the machine is intended to be used in person. Um, You can always always send somebody love and energy and light, um, and I would advise anybody who has questions like that specifically to contact me directly or my wife, and, uh, and we can answer those questions directly for them because everybody's unique. But I would say the most effective way is to be in person. Okay. And what email could they use to contact you? Um, probably the best way to get us would be info at oceansofcalm, C-A-L-M dot com. Okay. And I noticed that uh, one of your prior websites was uh, uses that phrase oceans of calm what where did that come from so yeah so oceans of calm is our is our primary website it's the umbrella under which all of our services fall so that's the best way to actually find us and um just to segue here rayrolando.com is an umbrella of oceans so we lovingly call it oceans oceans of calm oceans of calm was established in um 2007, after I had first come into understanding hands-on healing and Reiki, and I I was actually in the business of uh, distributing wholesale and retail semi-precious gemstones because I saw their healing qualities in hands-on healing. Soon after I started doing that, um, I met somebody who I was distributing to, and I read for them. I gave them a reading. (laughs) 
and they told me that the information was so spot on that I had to do this for a living. And I said, no, 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 I, I, don't, I don't even know how to do those things. And she said, here's the thing. It was so spot on that I told my friend, she's coming to see you Saturday at 9 a.m., and she'll pay you X amount of dollars for the hour. So that's how I got started reading, and that's when the business changed from HealingSupplies.com to Oceans of Calm. And where I got the name from, interestingly enough, there was a... Uh, when Oceans was becoming what it is, there was a, I went to get some self-help books on the topics of various things, including meditation. And one of them was called Meditation in a New York Minute, written by a guy by the name of Mark Thornton. Mark was a COO of an investment bank in New York. And although he was successful at, in his late 20s, he realized he was off-kilter, off-centered, and totally stress and anxiety-ridden. And so he left to find some of the masters in the Himalayas. And he came back eventually with 22 years of experience and various masters that taught him how to find, in his book he says, the ocean of calm. And I read that in page six of the preface. And as soon as I saw that, I knew my intuition said, this is why you bought this book. You don't need to read about meditation in a New York Minute for you. What you needed was to understand that you can create oceans of calm with people while partnering with them on their path. So that's where the name of the business came from. Thank you very much, Mark Thornton. Okay. I've actually uh, knew Mark in a prior life, but um, (laughs) when you talk to people and when they come to you for coaching or whatever, are there any common things that you see that people are worried about or confronted with uh, in today's uh, society? Yeah, um, I, I do. Uh, one of the biggest things that I, that I see is society often so worried about things that are out of their control. And what I mean by that is try as you may, you will never, ever be successful at changing a thought in someone else's mind. So the most common umbrella is where I see people getting caught up in, you know, how do I make them change to make life easier for everyone? And the reality is they don't need to change at all. They can continue doing what they're doing, in my experience, and if you decide to change, everything else will follow. Because when you change, your perspective shifts in my opinion, to all is well in all ways, always. Everything plays out perfect for everyone that needs the experience that they're having. So what I like to coach people to do uh, is basically to see their own light and have a peek in their own closet. And when they do that, they start to find opportunities to shift their perspectives that were based on old programmings that are no longer serving them. And I basically tell them, if you've shown up at my door, that's what you came here to do. Okay. Well, how long, you know, is it difficult to change that? <laughs> it really depends on the individual, but to be honest, not, not always. Um, I had a very interesting experience about a year and a half ago where somebody from my other life at my other job decided to take a leap and come see me. And they were sitting with me for 12 minutes, 
It wasn't 10. It wasn't 15. It was just, a, just about on the marker of determining whether or not they were going to get something out of the session, which was an hour. And I said to them, you know, you're not your thoughts. You know that, right? And that statement changed her life. Because every time I saw her afterwards, she'd constantly remind me, you know, I'm not my thoughts. Thank you for that. She changed in an instant. And all it was was receptivity. When she realized and the trigger was set that she went, you know, I don't have to believe the things I tell myself about myself anymore, even though the the thoughts are going to be there. And so it really all depends. Some people do 40 years worth of therapy, traditional therapy, and they come to see me, and in an hour, they, they try to tell me that it was I that changed them. And I said, no, no, no. <laughs> it was you doing the work for 40 years, and then you coming to see me and me just gently tapping the rock and it falling apart. But all the years of tapping at the rock was worthwhile. So it all depends, I guess, upon how you look at it, James. I'm sure that uh, the credit goes where the credit needs to go. Well, we're going to have to we're going to have to take a break now, and uh, everybody needs to stay tuned because we're going to be talking about Ray's channeling abilities in the second segment, and you won't want to miss that. But thank you for listening. This is James Robinson with Get Real Radio. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you or someone you know interested in attending college? With both college tuition and college enrollment up 60% since 2002, there is a lot of competition and careful planning needs to be a part of the process. Tune in to Getting In, a College Coach Conversation. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton and featuring a team of college coach experts, we'll bring you the tips, techniques, and know-how to navigate the road to college and do so the smart way. Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you found the beauty inside of you? Join Bonnie Bonadeo each week for Beauty Inside and Out. We'll explain how beauty plays a part in everybody's lives. Our guests are makeup artists, hairdressers, and doctors. But we'll also feature holistic and wellness specialists and spiritual advisors. You can find that beauty inside and express it to its fullest on the outside. Tune in to Beauty Inside and Out every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in each week for Monica Phillips and Powerful Conversations. This is a thought-provoking show for business people, leaders, and entrepreneurs. We'll feature today's thought leaders and industry trendsetters from across several locations and industries. Give yourself permission to be inspired and live a fulfilling life. Be sure to listen to Powerful Conversations live every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to the Hospitality News Network for a look inside the travel, hotel, restaurant, and hospitality industry. Host Stephen Nicole and his guests will teach you everything you've wanted to know about this fascinating industry. 
Who knows? You might just want to change your own career path. At the very least, you might end up being a preferred customer. The Hospitality News Network is broadcast live every Monday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Get Real Radio with James Robinson. We'd love to hear from you. Please call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to mr.jamesmedia at gmail.com. That's mr.jamesmedia at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Get Real Radio, and I'm your host, James Robinson, and today we have multitasking Ray Rolanda, who's a healer, he's a coach, he's a advisor, he's a guide, he's a mentor, and for the next part of the show, we're going to talk to him about a very rare gift he has of being able to channel higher knowledge and higher perspectives, and, he's, and I know that he's helped quite a few people with their lives and and what's going on in their life and possibly even what their future holds. So I wanted to ask Ray this session about when did you start channeling and how did you know you were channeling? Well, I think that channeling is such a broad term and it means so many different things to so many different people. So um, if I could, I'd just like to tell you what it means to me. Um, of course. And, and I've come to understand, when I first started doing this work, um, you know, uh, probably about 10 years ago, you look a lot for validation because you're, it's almost like you know that you're doing it, but then there's part of you that's like, is this really happening? And that's because I'm what's called a conscious channel. There are also unconscious channels, like if, if you've ever heard of Edgar Cayce, Edgar Cayce was a, a very powerful but unconscious channel, meaning that he would go into an altered state of consciousness and not even remember doing it, so much so that he would need a scribe who would write everything down for him. And I think the beauty in that is that the egoic mind, the monkey mind, that likes to, to tell you thoughts and look for validation and seek, and, it kind of shuts off. And, uh, and another part of you kicks in, so the ego is bypassed. Whereas with a conscious channel, which is how I would define myself, the ego is still present so that I can witness the transformation in people when this um, phenomena happens. So it took probably about five to six years of really working at discerning what works, what doesn't work, and allowing the ego to die, actually, in the process of getting out of the way so that Ray, the healer and channel, can work with the individual and provide what they need. So for me, only recently, over the last three years, have I really learned that I've been channeling my whole life, and the type of channeling that I do as a conscious channel is basically heart channeling, where... 
the words that come from me, that emanate from me, come from somewhere beyond Ray. And Ray is just the instrument, much like the Shirin, that is delivering the information. And I, I started to realize really what that was when I started to notice the way people would respond to the words. And so, for example, it's one thing to tell someone that you love them. It's another thing to look someone in the eyes, have an energy come through you, and tell them that they are love of the highest order. And when you can see them reflecting back to you by emoting that they've just been changed for the rest of their life, that's the only validation that's required. So the ego can just move out of the way. So for me, it's really about sitting still and allowing what I would call this um, shifted voice. It would sound like my voice, but it's actually in a measured, it's starting to happen now, in a measured, relaxed, calm state of being where the pauses are very even, very still, and directed, either for humanity or for the individual. And so I do this when I sit with people one-on-one, and I also do it when I write um, columns for my own website or when I'm writing for, like, uh, thecosmicpath.com is one of the websites I write for. And there, there's a uh, channel called Channel of the Week or The Mystic's Message, which I also post to my own websites. And that comes through weekly, and that's from The Mystic. And that's like a different, I guess, a different flavor of channeling. Are there more, do you channel more than one consciousness? Oh, wow. Um, you know, I would almost call that a, not that you intended it this way, but I would almost call that a trick question because I believe that there is only one consciousness and that that consciousness is a container in which everyone's respective consciousness resides. So it's like the one consciousness that we're all tapped into. And that's where I believe things like the mystic come from. But that said, I think the other part of your question really was, for example, there's beings or entities such as the ascended masters that some people may have heard of or the archangels um, where they have a different flavor and a different feel to them when they're being channeled. And yes, I do. I actually channel both the Ascended Masters and the Archangels. Um, and they're very different. And the mystic is actually different from them because an Ascended Master like Gandhi, for example, may come through with a very specific flavor when he wants to speak. Whereas the mystic is like... The best way it was described to me when I asked what the mystic was, was that very, like, very much like the Orlando Magic, it's a collective team of masters speaking in unison. It's not necessarily one individual or one ascended being. It is the collective conscious cosmic, um, I guess, cosmic consciousness that's speaking as the one called the mystic. And so, yes, there are different flavors, and yes, there are different, I guess, sort of consciousnesses there. And 
do you channel for people? Yeah, I do. Believe, yeah. And how would that help them? Um, you know, I can only ever really speak from my experience and the feedback that I've received, but what I've been told is that when someone is receiving a channel from me or through me, really, um, that they feel an extraordinary sense of peace and calm come over them and clarity, and that even after they leave, seeds that have been planted for peace and calm and their future uh, tend to flourish into these beautiful trees that they then come back and say, you know, that session that we did three months ago, it really shed some light, and it really helped me to get centered and focused. Absolutely fantastic. So one more question before I ask you to channel a question for me, which I think a lot of people would be very interested in. And, and one th- there's a term that you refer to in your websites and your writing, and it's called the ascension process. Mm-hmm. And what, what exactly is the ascension process? As far as I've come to understand it, the ascension process is... Um, Although ascension intimates, um, you know, an upwards motion, it's not necessarily so much an upward or downward where descension would be downward process. It's more about the raising or rising of the vibration of the individual and the collective. And when I say vibration, I mean whatever you want to describe it as, frequency, frequency. or general awareness of the conscious mind to a level above what we're so commonly used to and which is often referred to in metaphysics as the 3D world, the physical sense of this is a table, this is a chair, this is the carpet that I'm walking on. Um, When you start to become more and more aware that there's something else, and that's when from not only from things that we've read um, over the years and in this particular genre or metaphysics or whatever, but um, things that some of the great masters and great prophets like Nostradamus and Jesus and many others have spoken about where the planet itself, its vibration and its context, what it's made up of, would begin to change and shift when the time would be necessary for people to start to change perspectives so that we would come back into the heart and out of the head. The head has brought us much materialism and often, unfortunately, greed and a self-centeredness where we've really lost connection to all that is. And the ascension process, to me, is really something that's reunifying and bringing all of that back together, almost like the days of Atlantis, but for the new, the new age, for the new generation. And I believe that the ascension is just that. It's the raising of the vibration of the planet, the thinning of the veils between what used to be esoteric and what is now becoming more mainstream and commonplace. And a, and a great way to describe it in very grounded terms would be this. 25 years ago, yoga was something that the East did, and materialism and high-rise buildings was something that the West did. If you look at the planet, yoga is booming in the West. And if you look over at the East, 
a lot of the spiritual masters have passed on, have passed away, and a lot of high-rise of materialism and economy have, have gone up. And that's just a simple polarity shift where you've got the two hemispheres of the planet shifting where the positive has become the negative pole and the negative pole has become the positive, not good or bad, just a shift. And so that's part of the ascension or part of the vibration change that is necessary and occurs on a natural cycle in the cosmos. I hope that answers your question. Absolutely. You know, I've heard that the West was becoming the new East and the East was becoming the new West and that India's probably got more millionaires now than any other country on the planet. Exactly. So it's, 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 it is fascinating to see how times change things. Okay, no well, here's the uh, question that I put to Ray, and he's graciously agreed to check in with his guys to see what they tell him. But there's, in the social media and, and uh, other <clears throat> Internet news things, there's, there's been a lot of talk about something is going to happen at the end of September. And it's a lot of speculation. There's a lot of hysteria. People are saying that it's going to be Armageddon. Some people are going to say it's like the Ascension. There are, you know, people are going to be left behind. Some people are saying, as, as Ray talked about, three-dimensional world is going to change to the fifth-dimensional world. And or the stock market is going to crash, or there's going to be some kind of monetary uh, disaster, on and on and on and on. And, you know, it may well just be another pipe dream that the, that the ego of the people that live on Facebook have come up with. But I've asked Ray to check in and see what his guides have to say about all of this and whether there's going to be a gamma ray hitting the earth or wave X or anything like that at all that we should be aware of. Yeah. So, um, it's a, it's a really interesting one, uh, James, that, um, I'm going to go into channel for you in a, in a minute. Um, but, um, I'm actually very, um, I'm very grateful that you gave me the opportunity to speak on this because, um, as a, a great master once, <laughs> once said to me and to many others in a room full of people listening, you know, he said, I'm all about change. And he also indicated that once energy has been created, it cannot be destroyed. Um, and that obviously comes from the likes of our scientists that came before us, like Einstein. But what he was really getting at and what he followed with was something that I think I should say prior to going into the channel, which is that the world is constantly changing. And as much as we'd like to go into the future, if we sit still right now and just take a breath and actually think about how much has changed even since, even since like September 11th, for example... You know, the world is constantly shifting and changing, but there's nothing to fret about. It just is. And so with that, it was Archangel Raphael who, when you asked me at the break if I would channel, 
he immediately, on this topic, he immediately popped in and said, I'll do it. <laughs> so <laughs> Archangel Raphael is the one who'd like to speak on this topic uh, for a moment. So let me just just take a breath myself, and I invite you and all your listeners to do the same. Just uh, take a deep breath in through the nose. Hold it in the heart center for about two to three seconds. And let it out the mouth. And Archangel Raphael says the following. Greetings all. It is I, Archangel Raphael, the healer and soothsayer. And I walk with you at all times, in all ways. And whether you call on me or not, you actually have a beacon that was set before your birth and put into your physical body that calls out to me when you need me. So whether you consciously call on me or not, I am always by your side. Now on the topic of September 28th, 2015, actually, your planet Earth is already in the shift. It has already begun. Much like December 21st, 2012, it wasn't a happening at a specific moment. Yes, the planets aligned at a specific hour, but the alignment was happening over many, many, many years, eons, and lifetimes. It is a happening. It is always a happening. It is never not a happening. September 28, 2015 is nothing more than another happening. And I invite you to consider this. If you believe enough that something could happen on September 28, 2015, then it probably makes sense that you would then believe that something else greater than you is already occurring. So instead of going into fear, perhaps try going into trust that if something greater than you and greater than you could understand might be coming or is already a happening, that we've got it under control. And as Ray was stating earlier, his great teacher said to him that once energy has been destroyed, us, or once energy has been, excuse me, created, it cannot be destroyed. And that's us. We are energy. The stock market is energy. Your planet is energy. It cannot be destroyed. It can only transform for the greater good. So whether there are gamma rays that hit the planet, and by the way, there are gamma rays hitting the planet every day, whether there are gamma rays or not, there is the ray that is you that can choose fear or love. And I would invite you to choose love and invite in, like noise-canceling headphones, the frequency of shift. Because as you do, your entire world inside and out will change for the better and it will take you to a place of constant peace and calm despite what others think that it looks like on the outside. And if you can remain there for even 5 seconds, 10 seconds, 15 seconds a day for a month, your entire world is going to change.
for the better. So worry not. We've got you. We've got the planet, and there is nothing to fear. Signing off, Archangel Raphael. Well, that was pretty cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is it a little hot in here? I can feel that man holy cow I like that guy he sounds very grounded (laughs) right (laughs) he is pretty grounded um, for those that actually, I'm, I'm just hearing to tell your audience, for those that want to connect into Archangel Raphael, um, it's very simple. You can imagine his name, or you can uh, put your hands over your heart center and connect into your own heart, because that's where he resides. He also literally physically walks alongside you. But you can think of his name. And you can think of any essence or energy that you connect into when you think of his name that brings you a state of peace or calm, and that will be him. So there's no denying or needing of validation because that's him. Um, So please, he says to connect into him from now until September 29th and beyond. What's the best way for people to deal with all of the anxiety and hysteria and negative energy that's all around us? The opposite of anxiety and hysteria, which would be to sit still for a few minutes. The best way to, the best way to deal with it is to sit still for 10 seconds and take a deep breath. That's the best way. That's the first way, and it's the way that I advise every single one of my clients and any one of my friends or family members that come to me seeking advice. The first thing that you do, and it's funny, James, I'm human. You know, I have a human life. I have children. And um, just this morning I was, I was um, talking to my kid's mom about him, one of my children being sick. He's got 103 temperature, and... You know, he's, he's got some uh, health issues right now, and he's supposed to go to the doctor today for a test. And I got a phone call this morning, unexpectedly, about the status of his situation. And uh, just like everybody else that I advise, my option was love or fear. And although, you know, my son is going to the doctor today, I'm here with the audience because I've got to walk the walk. You know, there's no, there's no time to just talk the talk. Otherwise, I'd not be serving myself or anybody else. The best thing that you can do is take less than five minutes. How much time does that take? Five minutes is not a lot of time. Take a minute, 30 seconds. Sit still and breathe. And eventually, your own intuition will start telling you what the next best thing to do is rather than buying into someone else's fear, hyper, hysteria. Great advice, Ray. Do you have any events coming up that you'd like to share with people? <laughs> I've, had, uh, I've had so many things going on these past couple of months, including some incredible training for this new machine, the Sharin, that we don't have 
uh, current events planned. They're coming soon. However, um, they can continue to check the website out. We're posting events, and we have old events up there, too, so people can see a little bit about what our events are about and who, who and what I'm about. Um, that currently is on rayrolando.com. At the bottom of the home page is where we list the events, and there's also an event calendar in the navigation bar. Um, but uh, we will be doing some events soon. Um, two recent ones that we did were um, Unlocking Your Potential, Coaching for Excellence, basically, and um, how to collapse the loops that we get ourselves caught up in. And that was one we just did in San Pedro, California. And another one that we recently did up here in Orange County, New York, was called Enchanted Q&A, The Archangels and Masters Speak to You. And that's another one that we will be doing soon. And I was just told yesterday that I will be doing um, part two of something called Life After Death and Other Things, What Really Happens When We Cross. Um, date to be announced. Well, that's very exciting. I'm sure everybody will want to be uh, at that. Well, is there any one thing that you'd like to share with our listeners before we come to an end? Um, sure. Um, I think that, like Mark Thornton invited me to... Um, I mean, in his preface, it basically said, perhaps if you employ some of the techniques in this book, even just one, you will find your own ocean of calm. And that's what got me. That was the hook, line, and sinker for me. And that's why I went into this business in this way, because I felt that I could serve with that consciousness around what it is that I offer. So I would invite anyone that listened to this today or that listens to this in the future that if you can employ any one of the techniques that were discussed on this phone call, my only wish for you is that you begin to find your own ocean of calm if you haven't already. And if you'd like further information on how to do so, look us up. We're here to serve you. And those websites, again, are www.oceansofcalm.com and www.rayrolando.com. Well, thank you very much, Ray, for being on the show. It was a fascinating discussion, and I love the channel of Archangel Raphael. And this is Get Real Radio. I'm your host, James Robinson, and today's show is with Ray Rolando, and we'll be back next week. Thank you again for tuning in to Get Real Radio with James Robinson. Please join us again next Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. This week, open up your heart and look inside your spiritual self. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 